episode number 19. Welcome to the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, we've got an exciting interview this week. We do. Drum roll, please. Who do we have on the show? We have Mr. Andy Douglas, GB International. You've been been speaking to him this week? I have indeed. Uh, I say this week, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. It was. do you know yeah, what I did? I have, to, yeah. I have to say, I did laugh uh, last week when you were you were telling everyone it was a secret, and I realised that you did say on the podcast the week before that you were about to go off an interview. <laughs> well, the people who didn't listen to that interview yeah. will know, won't know that. The eagle so. eye did know, or eagle ear did know. So yeah, so that's yeah. Great. Well, so, there's there's always somebody who knows. There is indeed. So you all know now. This week we have Andy Douglas on, which is brilliant. Great, great insight with him. And what he does is, you know, his training, his background, and we've also got um, we've got a few race results to talk about. We're we're well into the autumn racing season now with the with the Scottish Championships galore. We've got the mid trail champs to talk about and a few other things. So, yeah, plenty to catch up on. And we've also got a training update as well, and our new section of the show is running rants as well. So, um, so that'll be quite exciting to. We've got a few rants, um, and thank you for the people who posted in. Uh, we've got a couple of mentions for this for this show, so that should be good too. Absolutely. So, Tom, first of all, I've got a new device. Obviously, um, you know when we're going going about our business of foam rolling, you know you use your foam roller as as standard. However, I've got a vibrating foam roller in my hand right now. <laughs> that I, I've been, I've I been, did wonder what you were leaving there. I, okay. Yeah, so so it's not mine, but I've, been, I've, I've uh, Debbie's physio Helen uh, gave us a give us a lend of it. So I'm away to try it out. I've just got it. She just put it in my hand just now. So it's I don't know if anyone's heard of a vibrating foam roller before. I certainly haven't, but apparently they're about a hundred pounds to vi- to. So I don't know if anyone has any experience with an, a vibrating foam roller. Please let us know because. I'm intrigued. I've never heard of it before. Um, What's it called? And what I'm is dying. It? What is the official it's, name for it? I can't have you call it a vibrating foam roller the whole show. I, I'm not going to be able uh, to handle that. Okay. It's called the Pulse Roll. Okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, here it goes. You hear that? Oh, yeah. I can hear that. All right. <laughs> Sounds like Chewbacca. I promise it is a is vibrating this, foam roller. Is this why you've asked? Uh, you, you turned the video off this week? Exactly. <laughs> So that you know it's it might it's de- it is definitely a, it's called pulse roll. So there you go. So I don't like online guys. Uh, I don't know how good it is, but I'm going to try it out and I'll report back next week. Very good. So we've the listeners. We obviously we've had some pretty. Um, we've noticed that the audio has not been great on on either end different weeks. And one of the issues is it's to do with we think it's to do with a, a network issue. We do this via Skype most weeks, and so we've decided not to have the video on our Skype. I thought was the reason that we're doing this, but apparently Kyle wants to play with his vibrator while while we're live on air. Jesus, that was quite quite tough. There's different settings on the on the foam roller, and I just put it to level four. And Jesus, just don't 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 massage your glutes while you're doing it. Right. Especially I haven't been in the toilet. So anyway, yeah, sorry. <laughs> right. Anyway, sorry, this Tom. Is what a you were start. mentioning what about the start this week. You were mentioning about the quality of the the, the podcast, the quality of, of my sound. Every episode, so obviously 
when I listen to the show afterwards, after it's been published, I'm like, oh, I'm going to, I think that was a good episode. You know, I sounded quite, I sounded okay. I was clear, concise. And then I sound like I'm about 50 meters below the, the, the water <laughs> or under the water. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, but you've got the perfect sound, Tom. And you know why that is? It's because it's recording from your end because my bloody laptop doesn't let me record because it's yeah. some sort of permission error. So I'm going to put a plead out to the listeners out there, right? If anyone has any knowledge about podcasting, anything. software, anything that can enhance the quality of our podcast, our show, your show, Tartan Running Shorts, exactly. please, please let us know because we, we do want to give you the best quality out there. And unfortunately, um, certainly my side's lacking. Tom, you sound loud and clear, but it makes me sound like a bloody loony. Um, not a loony, that's maybe the not the right word. Can, the concern is you sound like a robot occasionally. That would exactly. the fair comment. It's not fair. It's not fair how you sound the greatest. <laughs> now, this shitty little Kyle who can't... That's because I bought I'm bloody, I'm, two words I'm, together and I'm going. I'm, I'm, the connection's going in and out, but you sound fantastic. That's not fair, Tom. Not fair. <laughs> so right, okay. this is one of the reasons why. Just just a, back, a bit of background. I live in Afford, and Tom lives in Aberdeen. So we work full time. We train, and then we've got we've got to please our wives. We've we've got to do all the usual things that couples do. Um, and, and what happens in work and life, but we so we can't sit in the same room, may you know every every week. So if we did, then the quality would be great. But what we're doing at the moment is we're, we're you're you're recording it on Audacity, and I'm and then you're calling me on Skype, and then I'm speaking to you through the through the the mic. And you're recording my sound, so that's where the, there's a connection issue. Um, so yeah, anyone who's got a better way of recording us and it makes the sound better, please yeah, post it. We need uh, we need the geeks of the world to to weigh in and sort us out. I think the setup's not too bad, but we can't, we did we were, I remember the first few episodes it was terrible because my old laptop, which which is why I bought this one, the old one was you could hear the fan. Much like, you know, it was terrible. So anyway, we've moved on from that. We're on, you know, we're at a new level, but we need to get to, as Carl says, to the best level. Exactly. That's just like our training, just like our, our running. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so how, well, moving how, on to running. Moving on. How have you been getting on this week, Kyle? What have you been up to? What running have you been doing? So I've had quite a good week, actually, of, of training. Um, I'm, what did I do? I think that the last time we spoke, I was... Uh, I just finished a session, uh, 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 eight, eight by a kilometer of, of reps, and I got them. I was quite happy with my times, you know. I was I was hitting hitting low threes for them, a uh, minute and a half recovery. Felt like my speed's coming back, especially so soon after the the Great Aberdeen Run Half Marathon. That was last Wednesday. Um, I had quite a big session this weekend to do, uh, just for the, the 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 my training for Chicago Marathon. And that was on the Sunday, and I would uh, what did I do? I did ten mile tempo, just along the D side line, um, from Aberdeen to Crafis, just before Crassus. Uh and I hit about 50, just under about fifty eight, high fifty sevens for the first ten mile, so nothing too too crazy, 
And then the second half on the way back, it was eight by a mile with a minute recovery. And I was around about the low 520s per mile. Um, it felt quite good. My only issue with the run was I never took any gels, so I was a bit of a gamble, to be honest, to do that. But when I got to about mile 12, I realised, ah, oh, shit, I should have just had one as a backup. But in a way, I wanted to train myself not to rely on gels during the training run. So all the ultra training I've been doing has been, you know, a lot of it has been without any any fueling. So that um, but it was it was a little bit it was, yeah, I I, I did struggle a little bit to be honest. Um, but what I would say is, it's a season of blackberries, and we've had a fantastic summer, and there's fruit absolutely everywhere. There's blackberries, there's apples, there's plums. There was blackberries all along the D-side line. So to all the local Aberdeen runners out there, get yourself along the D-side line and you'll see all the blackberries. So use them as your your gels. They're not you need to eat a fair whack at them to to get a kick. That's my only that was my only issue. And the time I had about twenty of them it was about I, I was well well past my recovery time. <laughs> um so so yeah, there you go. That's that was really my the the brunt of my training. It's all been easy easy running since then. Um, I did a session tonight actually. I was quite happy with that. I did two k, one point six one mile, one k, and I did two rounds of that. So yeah, happy with the times going from kind of like half marathon pace down to about ten k pace in the one k's. So yeah, I was I was quite quite happy with that. Um, just realised it's the fifth of September September day. Now I believe Chicago's in about four weeks time, so I'm kind of shitting myself now. And that's not because of the vibrating no, foam roller. No, that's because the black bridge we're eating. <laughs> but yes, yeah, there is that. So don't take my my advice and eating the blackberries. Have them after your run. Four weeks though. That's that's exciting. You should four four, I think it might be. Is it not five weeks? Four weeks, crikey. Four. Well, I mean, if four weeks is it's probably like four and a half weeks because it's a Wednesday. Yeah, so yeah, four and a half weeks. Not long at all. No, just, very I, feel, exciting. I feel like I feel like I've just started training, but I, I have you're, been. Training, you're, you're coming so. to the peak at the right time. But that's just a comment on your run. Then that's something I fueling on the long run is something I always kind of um and ah about a wee bit with training because obviously in my long runs I'm thinking I want to run if it's a, okay but if it's a session I'd, or regardless I'm having a breakfast before but I don't want to be relying on the gels and training and I want to you know get my body used to you know not having to rely on them but at the same time you need to know what works for you and know that as you say you're not going to shit yourself when you when you drop a an SIS caffeine gel at 20 miles so what do you do to reassure yourself that your body is going to handle the nutrition and how do you balance that against getting your training in without relying on them? Good question. Now, just as you were saying that, Tom, I've never actually been interviewed in this show. <laughs> now, we're interviewing all these all these top athletes. I'm not saying I'm, I'm a mate, you know, the people that we've interviewed are Olympians and stuff, but Andy's a GB and that. I've never been interviewed. Why is that? We're saving you for a rainy day, mate. We're, sa- we're saving that, you for just, when it all dries for up. For a slow week. No, actually, yeah, exactly. What what I will say is I spent a bit of, food, a bit, a bit of time the other night doing a, our sort of forecast for the next, actually the next, we've uh, got the next 12 weeks planned out in terms of what, what interviews we can do. And the week after the Cardiff Marathon, Kyle Gregg interview. 
That's what's happening. Oh, really? That's, yeah, oh. that's what's happening. Oh, oh that's so... I, I did. I actually... Obviously, um, Tom's the... He's the driving force behind Tartan Running Shorts podcast. <laughs> I haven't actually seen that, so no, it was, uh, that's well, news to me, I listeners. That, I thought that'd be, that, that's one, that was going to be great. We're going to hear, we're gonna oh. hear it's going to be a, a celebration of a smashing Chicago effort, live from Chicago. Well, oh, no, that'd be fantastic. Well, I'm looking forward to that. And, and likewise, Tom, after Frankfurt, I'm going to be interviewing the pants off of you. <laughs> nice. Right. So anyway, back to my question. So Answer. back to the question. Stalin. Oh, Stalin. That's why. Uh, what, what was the question again? The question, Something about gels. Yeah. Do you take gels on your long runs to get yourself your stomach used to it, or how? Or do you rely on you know get used to your relying on your body's own feeling and and not do that, or do you do a balance? Yeah. I. I. I yeah. A good, really good question, actually. Um. And I think everyone's got different answers to this, depending on who they are and what they're training for. So. Uh, certainly for the ultra running. Um, now you need you need to be fueling during an ultra. If if somebody says to you, I never ate any gels, I never fueled in a 50k run or or longer, then they're speaking out the ass and they probably walk the rest of the race. So <laughs> what I would say is you need to be fueling at some level, regardless of what ability you are, level you're running at. In, in, in any any race longer than I would say an hour and a half, even two two hours anyway, which will that'll include something from a marathon upwards, um, even maybe even a half marathon for some people as well. Um, but specifically for the ultra training, I have I was training using specific gels so that I knew exactly how they would feel. I knew that my body wouldn't react differently. I wouldn't get the runs, or I wouldn't like get a stitch or I also trained in like opening them, getting them down me. If they were too viscous for me, then I, I, do I need to have water with my gel or do I kind of just take the gel itself without any water? So you get different types of gels that will react differently to you as well and different um, you know, calories as well and, and grams of, of, of carbohydrate and fructose. What I would say is, it would be. I'm sure my coach Lewis, we spoke about fueling um, in one of one of the episodes. So what I would encourage the listeners is to look at the episode that Lewis spoke about in terms of periodized nutrition. Um, so yeah, going back to your question, Tom, it would be a mix of 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 going for a long run without any fuel, in 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 terms of the ultra the ultra ultra training I was doing. Um, and also doing some hard runs with gel as well. So training your body, uh, training your body to and how it responds to to fueling, but also training your body in another way of relying more reliance upon your fat burning rather than your uh, carbohydrate um, depletion. If that makes sense. Okay. Um, so yeah, so that's that's probably my take on it. But what I would say is in terms of marathon training. Um, for example, like on Sunday, to be honest, I should have took a gel as a backup just to take, even just one would be enough. But I was, I was fairly, I wasn't fasted for the run I did on Sunday. I had a good, I had a good feed. I had a good feed. Um, I had enough carbs in my muscles, uh, in, in the liver, uh, so that I would be able to last that, that first, an hour, that first kind of hour 20. Um, and then after that, it can get a bit dangerous if you're running hard. Um, and it did. It, I was okay 
during the race, sorry, during the training run on Sunday. But um, I think even just psycho- psych- psychologically, it would have been really nice just to have that gel, just to give me that reassurance that those those four more miles have really pushed hard on them. I just didn't have that confidence on Sunday to, to really push hard in the last four miles. And that, to be honest, I should have done 10 by a mile, but I just felt like I was going to bonk big time if I didn't, you know, without the gel. So I only did eight by a mile. And I just felt a little bit tight by the end of it. So probably, yeah, I, was, I probably made a mistake on Sunday by not having a gel, but it probably wouldn't have made a huge amount of, a huge, it probably wouldn't have made a huge difference to me if I, if I did take just the one. Um, during the marathon, though, I will be taking one like probably regularly at you know every like half an hour, 20, 20 minutes, half an hour. Um, so I'll probably take about five gels in in the two and a half two and a half hours of I'm running. Hopefully less than that. But uh, so yeah, that, that's that's my take on it. But it's come it, it comes with experience and you know to round round the the question the answer up. Um, I would just say you need to experiment with what what works for you. Um, you might find that you can run two hours without need, the, the, the need for a gel, but it's in terms of the, the intensity that you're running at as well. If you're running hard for two hours, you, you're going to need a gel. Um, but if you're running easy for two hours and you've, you've, you've fueled up, you probably won't need a gel. If you And, and that's a good way of um, burning fat and, and trying to shift your your um, your energy uh, expenditure into, into fat burning. So there you go. Very interesting. Yeah, I did waffle a little bit, um, but yeah, you could. It's, it's, it is really interesting. But um, I know I, I've learned quite a lot about feeling. Um, I still, I still need to learn quite a lot about it. Um, but the best way of learning is to try it out for yourself. Yeah, and so that's what. I, yeah, that's that, actually that sort of that does answer my question. Your statement there, and I'm gonna, I'm, uh, I'm gonna go for. I'm gonna try maybe take a gel this weekend on my long run just to. To get used to it, just to make sure I can stomach it, and I'm not gonna um, nothing dodgy is gonna happen to my guts at, at 15 miles. Yeah, well, what what I would say is that it's it's, it's an expensive. It is really expensive to to use gels in training. Like they're they're not cheap. Like they're about a pound, even two pounds for even three pounds for some of these gels. I mean, you get gels. I don't even speak about caffeine gels. Like for me, I usually take a caffeine gel once an once an hour in the ultra races anyway. So that's something else to try out is, you know, there's, there's some studies out there which show that caffeine can aid your endurance performance. So um, try it out, see if it works for you. You might not feel it. You might not think it works for you. Um, it's difficult to know when you're two hours in a race and you take some caffeine because you're knackered anyway. Um, but you might find that if it doesn't, even if it doesn't give you that, you don't feel it gives you that physical boost mentally it probably it probably makes you you know uh, wake up a little bit you know and go oh god i've had a caffeine gel i'm gonna get that extra boost i need um so psychologically it might actually help you in your performance so mm-hmm. uh, yeah but no like like you say try i was going to mention as well like look at what if you are if you are doing an october marathon and i'm sure a lot of the listeners are look on the website and see if you can find out the sponsor for um you know, for for the race as well, because what you don't want to be doing if you if you're going to be doing a running a marathon for four hours, you don't want to be taking 
ten, eight gels of you. You you want to be using ideally the gels that are going to be on the course. So you're gonna you're gonna lose. You know you don't want to haul eight gels. I mean it's not it's not a huge amount of weight, but it'll certainly weigh you down. Um, so yeah, take advantage of this the, the gel sponsor if there is one. Um, what I would say is as well, like sorry to waffle on Tom, um, is I would encourage people to use gels. I know some people don't use gels, but for me, like if I was to just use energy drink, I don't think I would get enough um, carbs in per hour compared to if you have have a gel because there's more concentration within the the gel versus the you know the the the, the actual energy drink. But again, on the flip side of that. You're, you're, you don't want to be dehydrated as well, so you need to make sure that you're, you're hydrating as well. Um, I just find it it would be difficult to get all your all your carbohydrate um, that you require uh, per hour in an energy drink. You'd have to drink a hell of a lot of of energy drink for that. But yeah, it, it can be done. But that's my personal preference anyway. So so yeah, that's that that rounds off the the, the chat about gels. Great, I believe. That's, that's great. I like the I like your suggestion of looking up the the sort of gel provider, the gel that will be on the course. I think that's a really really important thing. You know, that yeah. I, in London a couple of years ago, I was carrying four gels for the race, and in the jostling that is that sort of downhill section about three miles into London, I went to grab. Actually, I went to grab the gels. I was wearing these ridiculous Ron Hill shorts that have like gel loops in them and I never use them for and I, I, I wore them in training once and they seem to be okay so I put the gels in there so they're hanging off my belt like, you know like Batman I went for the gel <laughs> and I grabbed one and two fell off I was like oh no oh, disaster no. and it was just it's like you know it's, it's like you know seen out of the Lion King the stampede I looked round it's like just runners put, cruising over my gels I was like I'm not that flash do I go back for it I didn't go back for it so I had two gels. I was like, "Shit, do I take this gel now or don't wait?" So I took it. No, sorry, I'm bigger. I, I held. I, I, I thought I'll, I'll keep it. Um, that was a bit early. So I went. I took one at maybe six miles, something like that. I had another one. Took it just after halfway, and I was like, "Right, I'm, I've got no more gels now." So I ended up taking the Lucasay gels in the course, and it was okay in the end. But I did have that worry, thinking I've never tried this gel in my puff, and I'm just going to take it and hope for the best. So if you know what's on the course, you're tested with it, then at least you can have that confidence that if things do go wrong with your plan or your own gel carrying then you've got options on the course to take yeah absolutely tom what, it's funny you say that now you used a belt was that a belt you used no no it was one of these it was shorts with the which i will never be wearing again uh the shorts with like little never... gel loops built into them oh well debbie is me in my first marathon to to get, because I had, you know, you get your, you, we obviously wear those bloody shorts, split shorts, and they don't have any pockets in them. Mm-hmm. Now, some of them, some of them do, but the ones I was using, they don't have any pockets on them. So Debbie advised me to put safety pins in the gel, on the top of the gel oh, things, no. which seemed like a good day at time, but you never get, and it was right next to my groin area. What, what, what do you think is going to happen next, Tom? I think you're going to end up with gel all over your shorts and bits. No, no. The the safety pin came out and it was jabbing into my groin. Oh, God, even so worse. The gel, the gel, yeah, the gel fell out and then the safety pin started jabbing into my groin. It was pretty sore, I'd say that. Yeah. And then the same race, I'd used uh, some sort of gel. I don't know, it was like chocolate flavoured. 
And that that went all over my shorts, all over my leg. Ooh, I shot myself. Everyone's like, yeah, I like Kyle. I was like, yeah. no, I, I assure you. I can have a sniff, but it's not. It's 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 definitely yeah. it's definitely Choc- a chocolate flavored gel. Chocolate gel on my on the back of my shorts. That old chestnut. Yeah. <laughs> so if you do want, choose a wise gel. Choose one that that's a nice, obvious color, not red, not brown, something I don't know, pink <laughs> or green or whatever. So that's oh, your yeah. lesson for if listeners. Great. That was, anyway. uh, we've really digressed, but I think it was a good chat. Yeah. Very, Sorry. That's a good chat right. for all you marathoners coming up. Yeah, Tom, now, um, before I say my next question, I'm going to say again, going back to the, the podcast and how we communicate, there's a delay as well between myself and you, Tom. So Tom will be speaking, and then I'll start speaking, and then we're both speaking at the same time. So it's, it's quite difficult to, to get the timing right. However, when we're together, it's actually really easy, isn't it? I mean, there's not a crossover. So anyway, just say no. Uh, so yeah, my next question was, Tom, you're training. What have you been training. up to this? So last week was really good. I've got to say a really good week for me. I was I hit 90 miles, which I was chuffed with. Uh, that's taking it up another few miles. So it's coming together really well. Fair bit of easy running. On Wednesday, I did a session. I did a well, sort of mini session, 10 by a minute on, minute off, which was coming three days after the Great Aberdeen run, so it was good just to, to get the legs turning again. And then what I was really pleased with was on Friday, I did a, a session. So it was a five-mile tempo at marathon pace, three-minute recovery, then into four by four minutes at half marathon pace. And what was I did it at Duthie Park. So it's, I was to be able to keep an eye on the lap time and rather than the actual uh, sort of GPS split, I was keen just to sit on lap time because I know the Dutty Park loop. And, you know, I was really pleased how comfortable and how easy marathon pace felt. I felt like I was really holding back to sit at that pace, which was a really good confidence boost. And then after the five miles, took the three-minute recovery and then was quite comfortable able to step up to half marathon pace for, for a few efforts. So really pleased with that session. That was a real confidence booster. And then on Sunday, I went long again and did a nice, long, easy 22-miler around some of the trails around um, Aberdeen. Felt great, felt strong. So rounding off a a week where, yeah, I felt, I feel like it's come together now. I've got, I'm not sure what, I think I've got six or seven weeks to go. So, yeah, all good. That sounds great. So 22 miles on Sunday. Yeah. Did you go do that at Fetteresso, or was it no. Hazelhead Countswells? Where well, did you plan, go for that? Hazelhead Countswells. The plan was Fetteresso, but I, ugh, long story short, feeling I needed the car, so I ran from home. And you know, despite living in the city, we're fortunate enough that in just under two miles, I can be on a on a trail. So I did twenty two miles from the front door. Nine, well, I would say just under nineteen of which were done on were on trails. So uh, three loops of of Countswells, though, which was a bit of a a mind job but yeah, yeah. really really uh i do love running up there it's great so it's uh, it was good to just switch off and have a nice easy run up there and i saw and actually following the running rants last week i saw there's a big shout out to you know forever shouting out and recognizing our aberdeen pals but shout out to mr alan brown local legend who was leading a long run group on sunday morning i went past them and do you know what they all did to me kyle about 10 of them they said hi they said hi and they gave me a high five my hand was uh, red hot. 
And we get, oh no, oh geez, that's a double whammy. That that's that's fantastic. It was good now, though. That's what I, you want. Exactly, and I bet you felt like a, I bet you felt like a rock star for the rest of the run though. I did, yeah, I did. I yeah. thought it was, they, uh, yeah, it was good. And I'm sure that I'm sure Alan Brown's group also felt like rock stars. Well, they are rock stars, you know. Yeah. Like, well, Alan Brown, well, they, Alan Brown well, is a they, rock star. So, he is. That's yeah. absolutely. Well, I, I'm a little bit. What I will say is, Tom, I'm a bit disappointed that you didn't say hello to me on the D side line if you did the loops of Kent as well. So you could easy just dip down, <laughs> down the hill and said hi, Kyle, and then what? Ran back up and did your carried on your twenty odd miles or so. So the reason, well, one of the reasons I, I wouldn't have, I might not have caught you, and this is maybe a nice move on to running news and off my training, is you were, uh, you had another role on Sunday morning. I, I, I did, again, I felt, I must say, I, I You were a rock star. Felt, I, I felt like a rock star. I had my GB kit on. I, I wasn't, I was not forced to wear it, but I, I, they, they inspire the, 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 the youngsters and the future of our sport, um, from ranging from, Four years old all the way up to 12, 12 years old. So that was the junior Duthie Park run, and it was our first anniversary. Um, so I was the, the GB guy going along and uh, running along and doing my, I think it was a 2K run. I think I was about fifth last. Um, but it was a fine warm-up before my, my uh, 18 miles or so I did. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really good. Do you know how many kids did the, ra- the run? Not the race, the run. Even in a junior level, it is, it's a run. Uh, How many kids do you think turned up? I would guess 40. 225. What? That's yeah. amazing. Incredible. Really, really good to see. Like, I mean, obviously back in our day, Tom, like, we're talking 20 years ago. Like, we never had any of this. Like, we, Party, I mean, yeah. we're lucky enough. For for me, anyway, I was lucky enough to have a running club at, at my primary school and and obviously, like the you know the, the Forest Hires Club as it, for juniors, but like to see that numbers of kids going to this you know going to the junior park run now, yeah, not they're not all going to be Olympians, they're not all going to be Scottish champions, but that's 225 kids. 20 years ago, there wasn't 225 kids going to the the Forest Hires or the the running club at school. So um, yeah, just really good to see. Uh, I, I, a large, really good participation in, in running. Um, and, yeah, hopefully we can, yeah, just it, 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 it inspire the, the kids of the future who, who might come along and be one of our local champions. So, yeah, it's, it was really good to see it. Uh, definitely, definitely kind of got me got me ready for my run anyway. So, so yeah, good, good. good Sunday, a busy Sunday. That's great. Good for you to do yeah. your bit. Do your bit in the community. Done my bit. That's it. Done my my CSR, my corporate social responsibility. It's all done for for half the TRS. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm pretty sure the TRS didn't benefit. Um, that was a um, that was that was TRS. They wouldn't be wanting to associate kids with TRS. I'm waiting for I, I'm waiting for iTunes to put an explicit against the podcast for the occasional uh, language drop on this. Ah, uh, yeah, it's like you, you get a, a science and explicit content. So yeah. thankfully they haven't they haven't got as far as us yet. We're we're right down the pecking order. Yeah. <laughs> we're at the yeah. bottom of the, the charts. In fact, we no, are. that's a lie. We made Tom. Did we not make top two hundred in the iTunes in, in in the iTunes charts? Didn't we not? We made podcast uh, chart for sport. We should, 
we did for sport in the UK. We should really check that actually, because I'm sure there's a. Yeah. I'm sure. Hey, I mean, that was when we first started, so we should be number number ten or something by now. Yeah. Top ten, I would say. You hope so. <laughs> Great. Right. Fingers crossed. Anyway, so, let's talk about race results. What's been going on in the in the world of Scottish athletics? Well, we had the the race I was rambling on about last last week. Um, my claim to fame two years ago, history now, unfortunately. So it was the Scottish Mid-Trail Champs in Falkland, in, uh, hosted by Fife AC. So this has been, uh, they call it a festival of trail running. It's been going on for a good few years now. Um, so we had in the men's field, in the, the top three in the men's, we had Chris Jones, who was our interviewee last week, and from Dundee Hawk Hill Hires. He won the race in what appears to be a really close battle uh, with Andy Douglas, uh, our interviewee for this week. So, so that's that's quite good timing actually. It is, yeah. Um, so I believe there was only a few seconds in it. Is that yeah, right? So I've it must heard, have been I've, I've heard it was, Yeah, I've heard there was a sprint finish and it was I think three seconds in it. So that's incredible. And to be fair, oh. you know what you've got? That's some two very talented guys there. Obviously, Chris off the back of his great Aberdeen run. So. Brilliant. That's great. And it's great to see yeah. guys of that calibre supporting a, an event like the Scottish Mid-Trail Champs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, obviously I wasn't there, so uh, they had their work cut. <laughs> no, I, 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 I would be a, a fair bit behind them, as Chris, as Chris um, rightly showed me, a clean pair, pair of heels last week. So, yeah, it was it was 30-46 for, and then it was 30-49. Um, now, I don't know how, it, it's obviously undulating, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was a, a ten, an actual 10k uh, going by the times. And John Newsom was a, God, he was a good bit, he was a good bit back, um, 33-22. And again, John's a, a good runner. Um, and he was in third place, so well done to John uh, in Vanessa's Harriers. And in the female side, we had Lauren Dixon, who was first. Uh, and Lauren is from where is she from, Tom? Uh, I think she's well, from. She's she could be, yeah. yeah. Uh, da da da. Yeah, I think she is. And second place was Christine Lowney. And third was Katrina Greaves as well. So yeah, well done to the top three females. And that's. Rounds the midfield champs. Yeah, very uh, yeah. Success, very successful event from what I understand. So we had mm. um, the other event we talked about last week, not in Scotland but a Scottish interest. We had uh, Olympian and more importantly Tartan Running Shorts guest Andy Butcher making his return to racing action. So Andy was running at the Trafford 10K, which we said you know was a stacked field in both the uh, on the men's side certainly in the women's uh, there were some strong runners there. That was won by Mark Scott. 28.57 Andy Butcher himself was second 29.28 and in third it was Dejen Gezumu of local hires in 29.35 now looking at these results a couple of things strike me A. Mark Scott who trains with the Bowerman Track Club in, in the US is clearly in very good form and secondly I tell you what I would love to have seen Robbie Simpson run in that race because I think yeah, yeah. he would have mixed it with Mark Scott I mean you look at his time solo in Aberdeen 30.01 on the gun I think that would be very interesting I think uh, as we said at the time I think I think Robbie's time will have put some 
waves across uh, um, across Britain in terms of the 10k performance. So very interesting. On the women's side, it was won. The race was won by Jessica Piasecki of Stockport Highways in 32:52. So strong run there. Eleanor Davis, Bristol and West AC was third and a uh, second sorry in 33:56. And third was Danny Nimick of City of Norwich AC, 34-14. I can't see any other Scottish club runners in the results, so I think that that's pretty much it. But certainly it looks to be a very quick course and a quick race, which maybe we should have a look at in the future. Yeah, definitely. I have heard of this run, uh, this race, not run. Um, and yeah, the times are pretty pretty swift. You know, the top, the top 10 were well below the um, sub 30 anyway or low th- uh, low low 30s anyway the another notable performance of Jessica Piasecki from Stockport Harriers 3252 that's a fantastic time I don't oh, that's moving yeah I, I don't know much about her um but yeah really good time really good to see some some fast some some evolve emerging talent I would I would imagine on the 10k side, yeah. right? Just this is kind of a little bit talking ahead about the weekend, but this weekend it's the Scottish 10k chaps in Stirling. Stirling 10k always is every year. Recently, it's a great event. My own, what is a shame is in Scotland, the the big guns have got bigger races, the bigger fishes to fry, so they tend not to do it. But can you imagine if we had the Scottish 10k champs, Butcher, Trainer, Simpson, Hawkins? You know, that's what that's what the people want to see. You know, Chris Jones. Can you imagine that the I'm okay Welsh athlete but still trains and runs in Scotland? Can you imagine what sort of race would that be? And on the I mean we had it I guess a little bit on the five k before when we had you know, from a club perspective we had um, Mary McLennan, Fee, Anna McFadden, uh, Annabelle Simpson all running. It would be great to see them chasing an Eilish McColgan or a Steph Twell, and maybe that's a thing with Scottish athletics. How do you make we want to see the best names of Scotland race each other? How do we make that happen? Yeah, it's, it's really difficult to get everyone on the same, you know, on the same level to compete in one particular race. Everyone's got different goals, and uh, they all compete in different disciplines as well. I suppose. I mean, like Chris Jones, he's a orienteer. Robbie Simpson, he's a marathon runner, and he's a mountain runner. And then you've got Andy Butcher, who's like a 5K specialist, 10K on the track, uh, also on the road. And then you've got like the, the likes of, um, who else have we got? Callum Hawkins, who again is a marathon runner. So getting everyone to do the same discipline and work in the same goal. Okay, it doesn't have to be their A goal. Now, I think but that's they... maybe one of the important things is is yeah. to try and maybe even to, you know, and that's just that's just the guys. I mean, the, the girls as well have got some fantastic talent. You know, you've got Laura Muir. Like, I mean, I know she's not a 10K runner, but maybe in the future she's done 5Ks. So I'm sure we spoke about it before. She might move up to the 10K. Um, you've got Steph Twell. You've got, you've got, Eilish uh, McCorgan. Yeah, you've got so many different girls. Mary McLennan. Mary yeah. McLennan. Steph Fiona Bryan. Fiona yeah, Bryan, yeah. All, exactly, like, like, I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what to say other than like it's a national. It's a national 10k championships now. I'm sure there'll be some good. There'll be some fast guys going along to it. Um, now, I, you know, I, for me anyway, I've I've done Sterling 10k. It's a fast course. That's where I got one of my PBs. Um, initially, just before I broke 31, it was 31.10, and I had a really good group to work with. Um, and it's not the fastest of the course. You know, it's not a fast, fast course. It's 
perhaps maybe undulating in respects, but if you've got a good field there, boy oh boy, you're gonna you're gonna get a fast time if you work together well and the conditions are good. So maybe one of the things is to incentivize it a bit more, perhaps. Yeah. Vote it more. Like I mean, we we've started, we've already kind of touched on like look at the the Inverness Campus 5K. Now that's just a that's not a national championship. It's not even a North District Championships. It's just a a, a potential race that's going to have a fast time. Now, okay, the times weren't as fast as we would have liked them to be, but there was the drive, there was the the the, um, the desire to to have something fast up here, and, and a lot of people got behind the event. We got behind it and promoted it. Now, if you've got something like that for the national championships, like the national cross country championships, that's got a real buzz to it because it does, yeah. That's re- that for me, like. That's the pinnacle distance running national championships, I would say. Um, like the other ones, like you know, not no disrespect to any of the other ones, like the Scottish Marathon Championships. I can't say that's the pinnacle one. I mean, it's in London. I mean, it's the London Marathon's a pinnacle. Well, it was in, marathon, it was anyway. in, it was in yeah. Sterling this year. But so that's, are you saying? Yeah, so are you right, saying? Yeah. Are you saying then that Scottish titles? And I, I, I think it's an open question because I maybe think I agree with this. Are Scottish titles not that big a deal on the road because? You know, it's in, you know, in a country where we are, you know, a bigger deal is to compete for Great Britain than Scotland. Let's be honest. Now, in that environment, British titles, of course, are going to be what people seek. And yeah, Scottish records, people, you know, these athletes want. But why are we not getting, why are we not getting these super quick fields? Are Scottish athletes not reaching out to them? Good, yeah, good, good question. Like a prime example, like for the the Scottish Marathon Championships, like. Obviously, it was back in Sterling, which is great. And and like, if you want to be the national champion, like you, you go and do the event. And and for some people, they might go. Well, it's a lot of training. It's a lot of work to go and do this. A lot of training, a, a lot of recovery required to go and do Sterling Marathon and win it, get a national title, but not may necessarily get a PB because it's not in London. Um, or it's 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 maybe not. I'm I'm sure it's, it's got a fantastic atmosphere. It's not a marathon major, but yeah. it's it's round about the time when there's so many races in the calendar now. Like it's so difficult to just go right. I'm gonna choose that one. Like and you can't do a race every week or every two weeks sometimes, depending on. Like I can't go and do an ultra every week because I'll I won't be running anymore. I won't have any legs left. Um, but. Yeah. You just like for me, like one of the important things was for me to do the Scottish Ultra Trail Championships, uh, the Highland Fling, and, and get a title. So that was for me, that was one of my goals for this season was to win that. Um, now I had a B goal which didn't come, you know, to, to try and crack the record, but I, I went off too hard and um, you know had to really work hard just to to win. I mean, I, I had a comfortable lead, but it wasn't easy, but. To get the title is always a really good feeling. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think other people might go. Well, actually, that's not what my goal is. I would rather do the um, another big ultra race, or I'd rather do a marathon in April rather than do the ultra trail championships. Uh, so, or hopefully that. So again, I would have liked to have done the Scottish marathon championships, but it wasn't. It was the same weekend as the Scottish Ultra Trail Championships. So, yeah. um, unfortunately, in, in, I say unfortunately, there's so many races out there, but fortunately, there's lots of races for us to choose. Um, 
Now, this kind of brings us on to the next rant, or our first rant, doesn't it, Tom? And it does. Do you want to chat about this? I will. So, uh, yeah, we've. So when the running rants, my running rant, which I'm going to talk about this week, is races selling out quickly, and that's not the rant. That's great. The rant is the start list is not full. Now, there's a the problem is we've got this culture at the moment of online entering a race is so easy, and these weekend warriors who ra- enter every bloody race under the sun fill it up instantly for for the the sort of regular club runner day I say who 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 doesn't who doesn't live on their laptop and entering every, immediately, and then you've got all these waiting lists and whatnot, and I think if you if you're going to enter a race. Th- be you should be pretty damn sure you're going to run it. It shouldn't be I'm entering it because I want to enter every race in the area for a, a few months. And if that's your, ugh, I don't know, this is going to piss a few people off. But if that's your driver, then you know I think that's at the detriment of of club runners who are wanting to go and race at these races. The clue is in the title. It's a race. You should be looking to go there and compete. I get very yeah. frustrated when I like when I I see a race that's say two months out. I want to enter it and it's sold out. And you think two months out? It's sold out. You don't. I mean, entry on the day is gone these days. So my rant yeah. is: what if you're entering a race, you should be sh- you should be ever pretty sure you're going to run it, not a maybe, because there's people who are wanting to enter races and maybe can't are not aware enough or can't or, yeah are not quick enough trigger wise to enter straight off the bat. That's my rant. And that 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 I suppose that that kind of counts to the. The, the the every is it the every man that you used last week? Yes. <laughs> like me and you, we just want to enter a race, and we're 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 not we're not savvy enough to to know it opens at twelve o'clock, and you, you've got to enter within two minutes of the entry the entry um list being open. Um, exactly. So yeah, we I'm t- certainly guilty of that, and I've missed many a race because of that. Um. And not, you know, I know obviously we're, we're you know, we're, we, we've had an elite entry in the Great Aberdeen Run, Tom, which is awful, awful kind. Um, but very kind. Not, not every, not every race you get that privilege. And if you've got, if that's going to be a big race, and okay, maybe we're, we should be researching and making sure that we're one of those people who is going to get there first. But yeah, you're bang on, Tom. Like it's so frustrating when you see that. Out of the 500 um, entries, only 300 of them turn up. It's oh, ridiculous. It and, me. and again, someone else will pee me off, and I know it'll, I know a lot of listeners will, will, will either have experienced this or, or been the the guilty party. And I'm I'm not saying I'm a I'm a I'm an angel, but entry transfers like for entry yeah. transfers, that's fine. And I know things happen; we get injured and. You can't do it anymore, but like it's you know in, in some of these races they don't offer entry transfers again. So again, that's maybe an organizer to go. Well, can you transfer your entry, or can the the entry be non-refundable to the person who's no longer able to do it? But that person who can no longer be able to do it, they then say, well, they give they tell the organizer, and the organizer then opens an extra space. So you're going to exactly. still have. It's a win-win. The, the, the organizer's going to get an extra £15 from the, the race and going towards whatever they spend that on in their club or their organize uh, their organization. Who knows? But that would be, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on your side, Tom. It's, it's a rant, rant of mine. Um, 
but maybe maybe not as bad as littering. Yeah, true. So on the on the topic of running rants, so we've we've moved away from the results. I think that was all the results we're going to talk about. Yeah, pretty much is all the results we're going to talk about um, this week. Well, big shout out to those who ran Glenmore twenty four. Some uh, runs there and and Highland Pressure Marathon again. There were some some strong runs there, but nothing really to we're going to talk about. So on running rants, we have had a, we've had some a few messages and in with your rant so thank you for getting in touch so we'll we'll use one this week and uh kirsty robson has been in touch and kirsty's rant she's got two rants she's so annoyed she's got two rants to go her first rant is people racing in headphones they've got absolutely no idea what's going on around them it drives her nuts don't wear headphones in races and kirsty i fully agree with you you need to be able to hear what's going on for you from a safety perspective. And if you're running past someone and they, they've just got no idea what's going on, it's bloody annoying in a race. So if you're racing, unplug. Yeah, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be. I agree and I disagree. Now, the reason I disagree is, in certain respects, if you're running a hundred miles in the the, the 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 lonely dark mountains and You've got you've got no way of listening to the Tartan Running Shorts podcast. Then, yeah, I, I you need to reduce the volume sound and crank crank the crank the volume or listen listen. You, you, you know, I, I think you can listen to music while you're in races if you like, if it's safe to do so, if the roads are closed are and you're allowed. not in, if the rules allow and you're not impeding anyone else and you're aware of what you're doing, then I, I don't have an issue with it. Um, but when you've yeah when you're when you're actually you've got a full blast and, and your the roads are open and and you, you've got faster runners trying to get through now a prime example is a lot of the ultra races I've been doing like there was the Tarawira one in New Zealand the 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 earlier runners set off because it was like the 60k runners and the 50 or the 40k runners um, and I also was doing the 100k so the 100k started further back and then I was running through all these people and the, bear in mind the trail's really narrow and there was people who had the headphones in and I was like shouting like track or something like that just to alert their presence I wasn't like get out of the way you effing jeffing and all that I was quite polite about it but there was about I must say about maybe 25% of the runners never heard me and I actually almost ran into them I was like what the hell are you doing? Like, just have one headphone out so that you can hear me. or reduce the volume, and um, and and that'll be it. You know that that's that's all you have to do. Yeah. But no, some people just have got no idea. So so yeah. So just think about if you're wearing your headphones, head. use your head. Not maybe not your headphones. Not your, yeah, use your head and use your ears. So Kirsty's second rant, which I think is spot on, and we're going to give Kirsty her word for word is. People walking on the blue race line in marathons, they get their pacing wrong, they're walking in the latter stages, get off the blue line. <laughs> you, in, in caps. In caps. And what, you know, she's saying, you know, people at the field may not see this, but apparently 3.30, 4 hour, which is, a, you know, that's a competitive club running uh, zone. It's happening a lot. People who have who are so obsessed with sticking on the blue line. When it's you're running a major event, there's thousands of people on the course, or even hundreds of people on the course. Get off the blue line if you have that. You know, it's uh, you know if you're walking on the blue line, 
get off it. <laughs> the people who are running should be allowed to stay on that. And I tell you what, next time I'm watching a marathon, if I see someone walking on the blue line, they're getting shouted at. They're getting shouted, get off the blue line, you muppet. <laughs> oh, Billy. Yeah, that's a really good one. I must say that I've not had anyone, I've not had to shout, get off the blue line to anyone, but not yet. But I might I might do that one time when I bonk in a race. What I would say is it's very similar to, if you ever watch um, distance races on the track, you, you, nine times out of ten, when the top athlete or the the, the leading runner is lapping the, the other runner, the the, the 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 athlete that's been lapped that been that's been lapped will move to the right hand side to allow the leading runner to go through. So it's a little bit like that, isn't it? Exactly like, like that. Yeah. Show them, yeah. If you if you're if you're done, your race is done. You're in the bin. Get out of the way. Exactly. Quite right. Just right. hang your head, hang your head low, and move to the side. Exactly. Very exactly. good. So that's that's running rants this week. Thank you very much, Kirsty, for getting in touch. Much appreciated. Well, we've got a few more up coming up. Please send us your rants in. Please record and send your rant in. You know, we really want to get across your anger in these rants. That's oh. the, so if you record an audio rant, we'll put it on. Absolutely. That would be fantastic if you can. It can be as long or as short as you like. Exactly, yeah. Right. The, the so, longer it is, the, the less waffling that we speak. Absolutely. So speaking of waffling, we're going to uh, move on to progress the show so this week we've got an interview for you kyle has been speaking to andy douglas as we mentioned at the start of the podcast so kyle why don't you why don't you tee up this interview for the listeners so yeah no another great interview um andy douglas is a gb international he's uh, uh, in mountain running um i don't know if he's got a cross-country gb vest yet but he's certainly very close to it He's won national titles um, in road and cross country, and what else has he run? Marathons, probably. Um, so yeah, so Andy is going to chat about his training, uh, his upcoming races he's got on, and yeah, just also um, get a little bit of banter with him as well. So another interesting interview. Here it goes. Okay, so I've got um, a GB internationalist and top one of the world's top class mountain runners um, in multi-disciplines as well of, of distance running on the show um, to go over his training. So this is Andy Douglas. Uh, so welcome, Andy Douglas. Thank you very much for coming along. Um, so yeah, just for the listeners, do you mind just, just giving us a, a brief bio um, of, of who you are and, and what you do? Um you don't, you know. Obviously, yeah. you, you be as tell us ex- all the top achievements you've got because you've got a wealth of them. So, uh, and if you don't, I'm going to find <laughs> them and tell everyone. So, be don't feel that you have to be modest, Rex. I know you are. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for yeah, thanks very much for having me on. Um, yeah, it's a it's a great pleasure. So, yeah, so my name's uh, yeah Andrew Douglas. I'm um, 31 years old, and I've been. Uh, kind of distance running for for quite some yeah quite some years now um i guess i can all really um start to kick off when i was um back up home in uh caithness and i was doing all the kind of highland junior um cross countries and 
far flung places like that, and uh, and and then I kind of had a wee bit of a go on the on the track, like uh, shorter distances. Um, at uni, it's a terrible idea, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Then uh, eventually, I find eventually I find my footing really um, on the road and kind of five k, ten k type distance and and on the cross country as well. And I'd say. Um, one of my kind of big uh, big breakthrough was getting under thirty minutes for ten k, which was um, back in the I think about two thousand and ten, um, and then things really just kind of went on from there. I mean, uh, I finished runner up in the uh, Scottish National Cross Country a couple of times. Yeah. Um, I've uh, yeah, I've, I've kind of gone on to. Um, have a have a kind of attempt at a couple of marathons, so albeit it didn't really go too well. So, um, so yeah, and 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 in recent years, I've uh, I've kind of switched on to kind of mountain running, where I've I've probably got most of my kind of success in, and um, represented GB now uh, in the past the past kind of four years and and five consecutive uh, European and World Championships. Um, the highest placing being fourth in the Europeans and sixth in the worlds, and, uh, nice. and in 2015, I won um, the World Cup series of mountain running. So, so yeah, that's uh, hopefully kind of bio up to date. Yeah, right. Kind of mess. No, I'm just looking at all your results, Andy, and um, I think one of the one of the ones you know in the Scottish Cross Country Championships as well, which is, uh, you know, I, I'm sure you would agree with this, is is one probably one of the most um, uh, you know the the most competitive of of all the distance um, national championships in terms of endurance, and you've you've medalled a few times in in that, haven't you? Um, I think you've you've got a silver and bronze. Is that right? Yeah, I got two two silvers. Um, I, I remember finishing uh, first time I got silver. I remember finishing runner up to Derek uh, Hawkins, and, and that was in the season when he I think he ran his two fourteen um, at Frankfurt, which was a huge, huge um, uh, I think result in terms of like a, a Scottish context because no one had run that fast for a marathon for a long time. So. Yeah. Um, and then the other time was uh, a first runner-up to uh, Andy Bitchart um, when he was just starting to um, come to the fore in, in terms of his uh, his kind of 5K. And I think that that same year, that was when he went on to, to run in Rio. Um, so, yeah, so I've, I've kind of so, finished, finished runner-up so, to some kind of quite elusive, kind of, well, quite yeah. um, exceptional company, yeah. Olymp- yeah. Olympians, you know, so that that's, you know, it's not just <laughs> yeah. a... a, a you know, a, a national level, it's a, a world-class level you've uh, come runner up to, and, and you're certainly one of them anyway. Um, so yeah, that's really good. Uh, you, you mentioned about that you, you started off doing cross-country, and now I remember going up to Thurso, and and it's, I, I, I don't know how you even survived for, for so long up there. It's <laughs> bloody awful, the weather. Um, and it was one of the North District cross-country league races, and that was one of the first times I saw you, and you were just a little kid. I mean, you're saying a little kid, you're the same age as me, but uh, you smashed the, the the field. I think you we were maybe under twenties, and you you won the senior field, the senior men's race, um, and uh, you beat Ben Livesey, and no nobody really knew who you were. I mean, obviously because you're so far up <laughs> north. <laughs> um, but that, that's the first time I actually was like, wow, this guy's going to be a a talent when he's when he's older. Um, 
and yeah, that 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 was that was it for me. So in terms of like the the depth, you know, the the rising from the juniors, the junior level, and and doing so well as later on in your junior years to now being a senior. How have you found the transition from junior to senior level? Have you, how have you found, um, you know, competing at such a high level in both junior and senior? Have you found it a struggle? And um, what what did you do differently uh, in in that transition? Yeah, period? well, I guess kind of. Well, I, I, admittedly, I mean, I was, I mean, it was really kind of in in university. I think that I kind of started to um, post some kind of decent times and. Um, when I was, uh, yeah, when I was kind of in the kind of under seventeen kind of age group, when I was uh, back up home, um, I mean, I'd I kind of basically think showed very little talent whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, I used to. I mean, my mom, um, my mom used to um, say like when she uh, came to watch me run, she would just she would just hope I wouldn't finish last. And oh uh, dear. <laughs> and I think oh. that might have happened uh, happened a few times. I don't know. I think I've tried to like to edge from my from my memory but um no I, I remember I remember the days back uh, kind of training up north and um you know you do it does it does kind of build a certain resilience in you and and, yeah. and I think as well like when you come down to big kind of national events you kind of have that um uh, that kind of sense of being an underdog and just um yeah you're kind of pretty um pretty kind of subdued because it's such uh, it's so different from like competing uh, up in the highlands and um it was uh, it was only really after university that my coach um, sophie started um sophie Dunnett started started coaching me and that was uh, that was when i kind of started to make the the kind of big improvements so um yeah i would say like it's um <sighs> I mean, kind of not really having been that successful as a junior, I think kind of helped to kind of temper expectations as a senior. So you just kind of like naturally progress and and then you just, you know, every every kind of little step you take is, um, is like a, you kind of feel as a big achievement. So, yeah. you know, you don't um, you don't kind of get bogged down with thinking, oh, you know, I have to win win, win races or, or things like that. You just, um, yeah, you, you just kind of take everything that comes and just try and, try and get better. So. Yeah, uh, yeah you've, you've, I think you've hit it in the, the nail on the head there. Um, one thing, I, I just as you were speaking about, you know, your, you know, how it all came about and, and your improvements, um, I remember, in fact, this is another memory of, of you, was running, um, I think it was like the Scottish University Indoor Freshers Meet, Back in um, oh, right, yeah. uh, it was the three the three thousand meters, I believe. Now I yeah. I think you were uh, you were about nine forty for that three k, maybe even nine thirty. <laughs> and I was I think it was nine oh five or something. I think Scott Fraser was the winner in that race. But um, and and that I think from then like you, you then just improved. You know, all your times just started coming down, and you know like. You've already mentioned some of the, your, your your times that you've done, but certainly your 10k time, you know, your sub 30 minutes and uh, your your half time. What's your half time, Andy? Is 60? Uh, 6.65, think 30, I think. Yeah. But, uh, but interestingly, like back at, uh, when I was back at university, I was actually being coached then by uh, Andy Young, who's um, a coach to Laura Muir now. All right, and, um, okay. And yeah, and, and he, um, 
I mean, I mean, some of the sessions we're doing with him were like absolutely brutal. But he was, but the but the great thing was he was trying to improve my flat speed. So I was doing a lot of kind of like fifteen hundred type sessions, which which I kind of wasn't doing beforehand. And I think although you know I, I never I never kind of posted anything spectacular at the kind of shorter distances, but um, but I think it definitely helped me in that kind of transition up to kind of longer stuff because he had that. Um, he had that little bit of kind of speed speed work to begin with, and um, yeah, it was uh, it was it was a great time during during university. I learned a lot from uh, uh, from Andy, and um, and uh, yeah, there's uh, but there's a lot of drinking involved as well, so so maybe that tempered <laughs> my improvement. <laughs> you, you, you've got to party, party hard, party yeah, hard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, remember, I remember speaking uh, speaking to him like. Uh, uh, recently, like at a Scottish Athletics kind of awards night, and he was uh, he was saying, "Oh yeah, I remember back in university, you, you know, you're a bit lazy." And I was like, "I wasn't really that lazy. I always I always put my all into the sessions, <laughs> but I just maybe yeah, maybe I just enjoy the social life of it." Uh, absolutely. Now that there is a lot to be said about that, you know, enjoying your enjoying your your, your university life and enjoying your an element of of your life where you're not a full time athlete as such. You're not training eyeballs out day in day out. Um, now obviously we're, we're at the ripe old age of 30 odd um, and you started at quite a young age so if you did work so hard during that time you, you wouldn't, firstly you wouldn't experience you probably wouldn't have any, I'm sure you'd have lots of friends but maybe not as much as you did and you wouldn't have that social life, you, you learn from that, um, but you could have easily burnt yourself out, now I don't, I don't know if that's um, something for you that you've, you know if, if you did work hard during that time you wouldn't be as successful as you can so I, I'm, I'm a big believer and I'm sure you are too of of um of trying to balance the workload as well so on to that subject yeah. there Andy um what is it what do, do you do you run full-time or do you do you have a job or are you still you know are you doing anything at uni what, what are you currently doing yeah, well, let's see. So, I work. I work in the finance industry. I work for an asset management firm, uh, and I've uh, worked in uh, in finance for the past nine years now. So, uh, yeah. So, it's always been a case of balancing training with uh, with a full time job, um, which, uh, of course, it can be. You know, you know, it's difficult. It's it's, but you you get into you get into routine, and um, I think you know you have to kind of appreciate that some. Some weeks are going to be harder than others because you'll have kind of work commitments and you know it'll be um, it'll be kind of longer hours and but I mean that's that's something that you know me and my coach uh, have quite a lot you know just finding that kind of balance where you know you, you do sometimes just feel tired like not twenty four seven and that can be like quite <laughs> difficult you know you, you do have to you do have to like you know kind of do do your kind of career job at the end of the day um but you know you just and it, it takes a while to to strike the right balance but um i was I finally found in the kind of past few years i have done um but i wonder i mean what you say is it's it's a kind of interesting point because um i think kind of strangely with distance running you don't get that distinction between like amateur and professional professional as you do so much with like other sports say like um yeah. like with kind of football or something like that you know if you get an amateur team in football playing professional you know the kind of amateur team is a lot or a lot of, a lot of is like the kind of big underdogs and you're kind of always rooting for them but 
but then in kind of say like in distance running it's everyone toes alive you're just all considered equal um yeah. which you know it's it's sometimes kind of quite difficult to uh to take sometimes but i mean it's just it's the kind of sport we're in i guess yeah absolutely um so so andy in terms of like the training you're doing you know you've you've kind of mentioned um the 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 workload balance with with your current work and and running now you you know the times you're getting at the moment what 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 kind of training are you are you doing specifically currently um or or, or let's kind of rewind it back a wee bit now i i I want i'm really intrigued in in your pb when you got your 10k pb for um you know on the on the road now what kind of training were you doing then were you doing a lot of mileage or were you did you did you do less mileage, more speed, or, or what? What was that mainly down to? Yeah, I think back back then I wasn't maybe doing quite so high mileage. It was maybe um, maybe something like between sixty and seventy miles a week. But there would be um, a, a speed session in there. I think I usually went down to the track on like a Monday night, and it'd be like two hundred meter reps. Um, off of a very short recovery, uh, and that was—I f- I find those sessions actually really tough because that's a different type of like kind of lactic session than you would do with a kind of longer um, tempo type or or K rep type session. Yeah. And I think that kind of made really made the difference in um, in getting my kind of 10K time down, which admittedly I haven't really been able to get kind of close to in the past few years. Um, I probably haven't really done that much speed stuff because it's kind of been um, sacrifice really for more hell work which is you know kind of what i'm what my kind of like main focuses are nowadays but um yeah i think i think that's what i was doing the kind of the you know that you had this the, the speed uh, track sessions but also also like your kind of like five 10k type rep session thrown in there and and you know the kind of standard like long run and and steady runs in between that brilliant yeah bang on and naturally move on to the next question so the the kind of training you're doing now you know you're more you're, you're kind of gearing towards the hills and and doing really well and you've recently been picked for the the gb team for the world mountain running trophy which when's that coming up is that coming up next couple of weeks that? yeah so that's mid uh, mid september um yeah. yeah so a few weeks away uh yeah and then uh in andorra um yeah, yeah, really looking, really looking forward to that. We, we always kind of, me and uh, Sophie always look at what kind of types of uh, sessions we're doing in the in the run up to it, and we we alter because you get t- different types of mountain races that you get kind of just mainly uphill, which is what the world champs is this year, or you get yeah. like a up and down type course. So, so you you know the, with the, with the uphill ones, you want to try and um, get quite a lot of um, kind of practice kind of climbing your legs so kind of longer uphill reps yeah and you would do the kind of up and down where you're trying to do kind of like um do more kind of like you know kind of uphill repetitions but then running down running hard downhill to then repeating kind of running uphill like trying to get your legs used to that running kind of hard downhill to then running back uphill because because that's something that um that's a real kind of uh a real kind of skill to learn um and, and what you find is makes a difference um once you actually come to the championships absolutely and, and i'm gonna ask this question because i've never actually you know you get different hill races where this it can be quite technical and 
on the ups and downs. How how are you at running downhill in a in a really technical section? So something like um, I'm going to put a prime <laughs> example like Finley Wild coming down the hills. You know what? He's he's an animal running down Ben Nevis. So how would you fare running down a, a technical scree slope, for example? Is that is is that kind of your your cup of tea, or are you a, a kind of no, more? No. Definitely not. <laughs> I, <do> you know, <laughs> the, it's funny. The reason I ask that because I, I, just for my own, like um, I'm the same. I'm like you. You know, I, you're obviously a lot faster than me. But when it comes to running downhill, put rocks in front of me, I'll, I'll, I'll become a scaredy cat and slow slow the pace down drastically. But if it's a nice flat downhill, I can I can rattle rattle off um, a, a good descent. So um, I'm glad to hear that you're, there's some weaknesses in your armor. Um, Andy, so, <laughs> so yeah, we'll cut we'll cut that bit out. It's fine. Yeah, I think we might have to. Um, now you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned Sophie uh, as a coach, so I I know Sophie really well, and um, you know she's she's a, a great coach, and um, you know she's got a number of a number of athletes as well that she's coaching. So uh, really encourage you to look at you know prefer it's um, what what's the name what's the name of her website again? It's uh, performance uh, performance endurance training performance endurance training so if you have a look at that you'll be able to get some yeah a little bit of an insight into into what, what sophie does but yeah really good coach and um she certainly uh took you under your wing pretty well so um yeah so other kind of races that you've got planned andy i know you've got the the world mountain running championships um and what what other things have you got planned? Are you going to be planning going back to the? You know, you mentioned the ten k. You, you you feel that you haven't got the speed anymore, but would you want to be having another stab at a fast ten k, or do you feel that you're 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 now on the on the track to to hills? Or what's your your kind of future plans? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd I would love to get um, back on the road. I mean, it's I think you know, it, it sometimes is quite difficult to fit in, but I mean, I, I still ran my um, half marathon PB um, back in like 2016. So, so still, that was you know that was when I was very much um, kind of into the into the kind of hell running. I think just just this year it was um, for, for kind of a couple of reasons. I think mean, the kind of illness and and um, maybe a bit of injury. I, I wasn't able to do um, really kind of any road running um, in the kind of run up to this. Uh, this season but um yeah no for the rest of the season uh i've got a, a there world cup um, those um and those in, in order to get, get enough um points for the for the overall series and then um no, and then after that i'll be looking to the cross country season in the winter yeah. fantastic so, so that'll be a big yeah, yeah, and I'm sure you'll do great at that. Andy, the the network just cut out there, so uh, we got to, I know you're doing, is it the World Mountain Running Grand Prix, is that is that right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so where, where, where did you say those those races were, are they? Uh, so the um, second to last one's in uh, Bavaria in Germany, okay. and, uh, and then the last one's um, uh, in Slovenia. Amazing, brilliant. Well, good luck for that, and I'm sure you'll you'll do really well. I, the the last one you were at, you were was did you come fourth? Was it fourth or fifth? In the yeah, the um, fourth, yeah, uh, fourth in the first first race, and then actually, um, Sears and Al counted as the uh, 
um, as the third race in the series. So so it's eighth, eighth place in that. So I think at the moment I'm lying third overall. Okay. So yeah, it's in a good good position. So yeah, I mean I'll, I'll um, yeah I just need these kind of last two two races to get my kind of best four out of five races and and then we'll see see what happens. <laughs> Fantastic. So in terms of um, support, are you, have you got any like anyone helping you out with? Obviously you've got Sophie helping you out with you. Your um your training and your performance. Have you got anyone else who, any sponsors or anything that that you you get support from? Um, I I, I believe you're sponsored. Is it Hokai you're still sponsored by? Um, is that yeah, right? that's right. Um, yeah, I um I get some uh, kits and uh, shoes from from uh, Hoka, so I kind of uh, I think acts as like an ambassador for the for the brand. So that's yeah. so that's really good because you know say it's, it, trainers can be an, an expense. Oh, expense, absolutely. You know, I mean, you, <laughs> you can go for a pair of shoes, and I mean, I, I remember getting a pair of shoes, and I looked at the the, the packaging, and it says that the last I can't I think it was a Nike shoe. They're going to last at, at the most. It was a racing shoe, a hundred miles. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's him yeah. done you think, Jesus you know they're like 80 pounds kind of mile. I, I was a mug for buying the shoes at the, I suppose but I couldn't believe it you know I was like how the, how on earth you know would, can can you justify you know renewing those shoes I mean in terms of mileage you, you must be doing that per you know what you, what you at the moment in terms of mileage Andy yeah about um, about between kind of 80 and 90 miles yeah. a week okay. yeah and do you mix that up with double sessions or do you do you, you know double sessions but do you run twice a day or do you just keep it to one run a day or how how do you plan that yeah yeah during the week um i'm running kind of twice a day most days um and then try and fit in a few um i'll try and fit in a couple of yoga sessions actually okay. and, and then um kind of just some kind of gym work and a bit of kind of extra core but uh yeah yeah i, I, I mean it, yeah it's not too bad i can i can usually fit in around about kind of 90 miles so, so it's good yeah brilliant now i'm going to mention that that was going to be one of my questions was in terms of gym work now i remember doing the loch ness 10k and i, I think you won it that year in 30 minutes and 10 and i can't remember where i was i was either i think i was in i ended up getting third place and all I could see was the back of you. Now, you, you look like you do some upper body and core work. Is that is that the case? Is it? Hello. Hello. Sorry about that. Hello. You're, you're back. <laughs> I'll start. I don't know if you heard what I just said there, but I was uh, on about your um your the ten k the Loch Ness ten k we we did uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, you won it in thirty minutes and ten, and you were you were flying and. The, the upper body you had, you know, I, did, I wasn't perving on you. Of course, I wasn't, wouldn't be doing that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I just couldn't believe the, the physique on your upper body. You looked like you, you did some weights. Um, and not big weights, you know, you're not, a, you, you're not, you're not like a, a rugby player. But um, so is that, is that based on, on the gym work that you've been doing? Or is it just that you run so often that you, you've got that muscle bulk in your shoulders and in your core? Is that, is that the case? <laughs> I think yeah, I don't know. But I guess uh, I guess I don't. I have a very low uh, body fat <laughs> percentage, but low um, body fat, I mean, but a good high muscle mass. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, generally use weights. Like everything's purely own own kind of body weight. Yeah. So um, 
Yeah, but I mean, the, the yoga um, has actually kind of really that's that's quite um, that's been quite tough. Like uh, you know, you really kind of put your kind of muscles through some intense uh, intense work in, in yoga. So okay. um, I think that's probably contributed mostly to um, some kind of like definition in my <laughs> uh, in my shoulders and in my arms. But uh, yeah, yeah. And, and do you think though. do you think that's helped you then? You know, the the cross training side for your performance. Yeah, oh, hugely. Well, I think I think more than anything, it just um, I, I mean, kind of touch wood. I don't tend to get the the same kind of number of injuries that I was getting when I was kind of primarily just road running and and not really doing um, kind of too much of the uh, of the core or, or the yoga stuff. So yeah, I think uh, I mean you know, and and the less you're injured, the more consistent your training is, and yeah. and that kind of just lends itself to you know kind of better performances. So. Brilliant, fantastic. Um, so yeah, that, that that's a that sounds awesome. Like you know, a lot of really good information now. Kind of just back to back to some of your your races that you've been doing in your running career. What would you say your your biggest career highlight is? Ooh, biggest career highlight. That's a toughie. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I was. Uh, I mean, a couple. I guess a couple of performances at the at the World Champs were. I was really really delighted with um probably my like sixth place in, in wales that was yeah. uh yeah that was a big result for me i mean um uh robbie said that was a year as well robbie simpson uh won bronze um yeah. and uh i think yeah i, I mean i guess because because the kind of year before was my first world championships and I'd, and I'd finished i think 21st so okay so that was like a big big step up and yeah and absolutely kind of, you know, finished yeah. Yeah, like finishing ahead of some real like quality athletes who were a lot faster than me on the on the flat, um, and then yeah, and then I guess uh, I think I think last year when I when I finished eighth at the World Champs, that was like the the, um, the field was so so strong, and yeah. you had um, additional athletes from from Africa coming over to compete, so. You know, there's a real strength and depth in the field, and I thought like eighth place was, uh, yeah, no, it was, was a really good result. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, absolutely, Andy. Um, yeah, no, you 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 certainly, you know, you're well on that scene and one of the best mountain runners in the world. Um, really, really excited to see how well you'll you'll do in in future races and that that side of things. Um, obviously, we spoke about Zier's and Al. You know, getting a top top ten there is also a really strong field and. You know, as you mentioned, um, it's it's a little bit longer than, than what you usually do. So, uh, how how did that go? Um, you know, it was really good to see top, you know, three Scots in the top top ten in, in that race. Yourself and Jacob and uh, Robbie Simpson. So, really really good. So, how, how yeah. did you find? Yeah, no, that's great. How did you find that kind of longer mountain race? Yeah, I mean, it was. Uh... Yeah, it was it was a tough one. I kind of went into it like not really knowing what to expect and having not really done a lot of kind of longer runs in my training in the run up to it, I was kind of winging it a bit. Um, so I just went off really steady. I mean, it was interesting looking back at the splits um, and 
uh, and seeing like in the first first section, I was like 20th fastest, and the second section is maybe like 14th fastest, and then the last two sections where it was kind of like flattened out and it was a bit downhill, I was like kind of ranked sixth and fourth. So okay, right. You know, right. it's um, so so. I mean, it, it gives me kind of confidence, kind of maybe coming back next year, I can can go a bit maybe go a bit harder on on the uphill, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I was I was delighted that I went, and I think as well having had a couple of really bad experiences with the marathon was kind of like helped to heal those kind of like scars. Yeah, no, no I'm still, not. Uh, I'm not going to say the time, but I am. I am you know, I am because that's the only the only time that I can beat you. At. <laughs> and, and I know that's uh, two twenty five forty something. I'm looking at you. I'm being a, a creep and looking at your your uh, PBs. Um, so twenty yep. seconds slower. So that that's my little claim to fame. Um, and I know you did that years ago, and it was disappointing. And um, by hell, if you did a marathon um, and you, you trained, um, you know, specifically for that, you would be absolutely obliterating that time. Um, so yeah. So so it'd be yeah. You know, have you got any plans to do another marathon? Have you got plans to go back and to 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 make amends, or what's your what's your plan there, Andy? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I definitely feel there's there's unfinished business there. I mean, I, I don't want to kind of end my uh, my running career with uh, with those with those times to my name because yeah, those I mean those two occasions were yeah were were really tough. I was kind of coming off the back of uh, some pretty bad injuries and and it was yeah, particularly London. It was a kind of race against time to try and try and get that. Um, Qualifying time for the Commonwealth Games when yeah. in Glasgow, and uh, and then I, and I chased the time, and and you know when you and you kind of when you blow up in a marathon, you just absolutely blow up. So it's it's not um, so it's so not yeah, nice, is it? It's <laughs> not nice at all. Not nice at all. So I mean, no no immediate plans to go to go back to the marathon, but certainly um, if I could, uh, yeah, if I could kind of put together, you know, some some a few kind of months of uh, good kind of road running and maybe get my kind of I really want to get my half marathon time down below 65 before I kind of consider doing another marathon. So, so that's the kind of benchmark that I'm really, really aiming for. Fantastic, brilliant. Okay, Andy. Um, there's a couple of more questions, but we've we've got a, a quick fire question round, which we call fartlet questions. Um, so okay. uh, bear bear with me. I'm gonna. I did write some of them. Um, so they're just one word answers. Um, so just let are you ready for them? Yeah, yeah, far away. Okay. Uh, favorite shoe? Uh, I'll have to say hoka. Oh, what uh, kind? What kind of hoka? <laughs> okay. Uh, what kind of hoka? Um, Clifton's. Clifton's, and, and what are they like? Are they uh, are they a racing shoe? Uh, like? uh, they're kind of all everyday kind of run, uh, road uh, road running shoe, but they're they're really comfy and. Uh, and, and quite bouncy as well, so I, I really enjoy running in them. <laughs> uh, awesome, awesome. And pre-race meal, <laughs> what kind of pre-race meal would you have? Pizza. Pizza. Oh, yeah, fat, like fat, fat Simpson, that's what he has all the time. Pizza. Yeah, not, exactly, not another exactly, one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, think it's a, I think it's a mountain runner thing. It, it must be, because I, I absolutely love pizza as well. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. and, well again, I'm going to go for, for a similar type question. Would you have a beard, ultra beard or no, no beard? 
Uh, I'm kind of at a halfway house at the moment. I've got like, I've got, I've got stubble and I've got like, I've got some facial hair going on, but it's definitely not a beard. Right, that's that's fine. It's it's weird. Is all these mountain runners? They've all got massive beards. So I just wanted to know what what you what you're currently sporting just now. Um, Good stuff. Right. Um, This is going to be an awkward question for you, Andy, but I have to ask it. Obviously, you're a northerner. Um, you know, you you lived in Fraser, uh, but you represent um, Inverclyde, which is in the the west, the west district. So, yeah. if you were to run, if 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 you you ten years time, you were to give you were given the the option of running for a district, who would you run for? North district or west district? <laughs> Oh, well, this is not the independence question, but uh, uh, no, I would, I would have to say um, north because north. I've got like quite a close, yeah, I've got quite a close affinity with. I mean, my parents are still up there, a coach, so Sophie's still up there, and and it'll always be home for me. So, so it, yeah, so well, that's that's the correct answer. The majority of listeners are from the <laughs> north, so you, you know we're. I think you would have been hounded off the the show if if you said the west <laughs> <laughs> central belt. So yeah. Good answer. Yeah. Uh, favorite race, Andy. Uh, favorite race, um, uh, Balmoral. Balmoral. I, love, I love the Balmoral races. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. Again, yeah. it's a north north race. It's uh, been going on for some years now. So yeah, it's good, a good. I think that was the last time I saw you there. You were doing the fifteen miler. Um, so in April. Yeah. So yeah, it was a, a cracking a cracking uh, win you had. You smashed me to pieces. You, <laughs> you thought I went the wrong way the time I came in, but yeah, uh, good stuff. So, what about um, cross country or hills? What's your? What would you prefer? Hills. It's going to be hills now. Excellent. Yeah. yeah cool or a vet? Uh, oh, I just have to say Cole because what he's kind of working on in the IWF at the moment, yeah. and he's he's signed up the World Mountain Running Champs to the IWF next year. So, yeah, I've got to give him some props for that. Fantastic. Favorite distance? What's your preferred distance? Uh, 10k. Favorite beer? Oh. Favorite beer? Can you hear me? Favorite. Yeah, yeah. I was like, favorite beer, um, favorite beer. Uh, gotta go with uh, so San Miguel. San Miguel, great, great, yeah, great yeah. shout, great shout. So that kind of <laughs> gives leaves me on the the final the final uh, question. So I mentioned this. I wanted to prepare you before so you could have a think about it. So. We are looking at some point to do a beer mile competition as part of the, the Tartan Running Shorts um, uh, Beer Mile Championships. And uh, we're looking at <laughs> every interviewee we have on the show, we want to find out what their beer mile time is. Uh, so I, I take it you're familiar with the beer mile format. It's uh, you down a, you down a, a pint, uh, you run a lap of 400 metres, you down another one and so on and so forth until you, you hit the mile mark. Um, so what, what time do you think you could do, Andy? Uh, see, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty terrible at turning points, so, I mean, I don't know. I'll give you an, Possib- indi- possibly. an indication of the, 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 Andy Butcher said, I think he said seven and a half minutes or something. 
You might even say okay. eight minutes, in, 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 which was surprising for me. So the, the, my, my PB is 650. Okay. Uh, well, okay, hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully maybe around the, about the seven-minute mark and I can get my uh, revenge on Andy Bridger. Oh, for fa- fantastic. Well, there's, there's something that we can both beat him at. Brilliant. <laughs> okay um and one one final question and, and obviously we've got a few various types um groups and, and types of listeners who've got different goals of for running they might have just started off up running they might have been running for years and just want to to hear um some some good advice um so what good what, what's your number one bit of advice that you would give a runner to you know to in, to improve their running, what what would that be? Uh, to improve their running, um, definitely uh, mix mix up the sessions that you're doing. Um, find find ve- uh, a, a kind of wide variety in in, um, in what you're training. Don't just uh, don't just kind of train at a kind of consistent, steady pace. Mix it up with. Mix it up with um, sprints, with kind of longer reps, even cross training, things yeah. like that. Just anything to make the the training kind of more, um, yeah, kind of more enjoyable or more, uh, yeah, more kind of varied and okay. interesting. Fantastic, excellent. Okay, well that that rounds that rounds off the interview for for today. And um, Andy, it was really really good to hear, really good insight, and I'm sure there'll be some really good. Uh, feedback from from your interview so yeah real pleasure and, and good luck with the the upcoming season and we'll all be um looking out for how well you do at the the the, the world championships in in Andorra in mid-september so thank you very much right. no thanks very much for having me thank you absolutely anytime <laughs> cool. <laughs> Great. Thank you very much, Andy. That's brilliant. Great to have you on the show, and we look forward to getting you back on another, another time. So, next up, we've got uh, some racing this weekend. As we touched on before, it's the Sterling 10K, which is the national champs. We've already talked about the, the Sterling 10K, and obviously it's a 10K champs, but just there is actually a stacked field, so we need to we need to touch on it. So, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about what we see as the, the, big, the biggest names in there, having looked through the start list, which is it's every one of the 850 people entered, so it's not super easy to do. But having gone through it, if we start with the women, because that's that's quite a tasty field. Fanula Ross, Shettleston, she's lining up with a 34.10 to her name this year at the Paisley 10K. We've got Steph Pennycook, Edinburgh Uni Heron Hounds, and Fife AC athlete who she's run 34.12 over 10K at Grangemouth this year. Jenny Bannerman, Inverness Harrier. 35.08 at the Brian Goodwin 10k early in the year and has performed well over 5k. So you've got three really strong names there that I can see, you know, who I think will be very competitive, very close, which will be fantastic to watch. We've also got, I've noticed in the start list, Jenny Wetton coming back, who has had a baby this year, I believe, and is getting the miles back in. So really interesting to see how she goes. She was strong and, you know, particularly over half a marathon, you know, pre-pregnancy so it'll be really good to see how she is and hopefully she's coming back strong so a really interesting field there and of course Annabelle Simpson who I didn't mention as well sorry about that Annabelle of Fife AC and Glasgow Uni um, she has run well, she's got a 34-38 PB to her name she's gone 
Uh, I think she's gone low 36s this year, so another name to look out for. If I had to call it right now, I would say uh, Pennycook, Ross, Bannerman. There you go, that's my three. On the men's side, mate, we've got Ali Hay, who was the Scottish 5K champ, I think, or 5,000 metre champ, sorry. He's lining up, Central AC, so a home race for him. He's run 30, he's got a PB of 30 or 6 a couple of years ago now, but has PB'd over 5k recently, so you've got to expect big things from him. Tewaldi Menjesteb, now he's on the start list, he's had a pretty poor year looking at his results through the year, mainly 32, 33 minute 10k's. We did mention when we talked about the Night the Highgate Harriers that maybe he's not in top shape this year, maybe he's had an injury, an illness, we don't know, but interesting, he might might be in great form and compete. We've got one of our good friends, Mr. Kenny Wilson of Moray Roadrunners, is, is lining up. Now, Kenny was second to Robbie Simpson at the great Aberdeen 10K, which is no shame there. And, and Kenny's clearly in better shape than he was in previous years. And he's, you know, Kenny's got a guy who can who can go low 30s on his day or 10K, so he's in good shape. And, of course, we've got Chris Jones, Dundee uh, Hawkill Harriers, who, who won great Aberdeen half and also looks in great shape. So it's going to be fascinating from those three. Looking at the start list, I've Googled a couple of names that I recognise. Guys like Grant Sheldon, he's run mid-30s this year. He might be in better shape now to push on again. Um, so yeah, really interesting. I'm sure we've missed some other guys, but I think it's going to be fascinating. It's a national champ. It's great to see these sort of guys lining up. Really good club runners fronted with a couple of um, you know top top you know Scottish and Welsh internationals like Kenny and... Um, Kenny and Chris, so yeah, fingers crossed, it's going to be interesting, we can get some results to you ASAP. Shout out to the Metro Aberdeen contingent going down, we've got a couple of strong guys going down, we've got Mr Cameron Russell Strachan going down, who I think is in shape to go, I think he's in shape to go sub 32, we've got new recruit Jason Kelly, who I think is going to be quick, Jason I think can go sub 33, who knows where else he can go. Really good form he's in. We've got our favourite Instagrammer at Ben Ward Run Beer, who is equally in great shape. I think he's got sub 34 written all over him. We've got guys like Stuart Milne, who's looking strong in marathon training. And the girls' side, Claire Bruce going down. Uh, so, yeah, really, you know, it's good for us to get a strong contingent going down. So, good luck to them and good luck to uh, your clubs and any of you listeners who are running in Sterling. Let us know how you get on. Fantastic. So, what else have we got? Oh, we've got. Um... I don't know what else there is in terms of races. We've been a little bit lapsed. In fact, I've done no no prep this week. Well, unfortunately. Before, well, before um, we prep, well, before we tee up the little preview we've got or discussion we've got on a on a, a non running event coming up, which but is a big event. We'll talk about it. I just want to put out a pitch. I'm doing this to any metros listening as men's captain, and I'm doing it to all our listeners across Scotland who I would urge you to get involved. Entries are now open for the national and district cross country relays. So. The district relays are on the weekend of the 13th of October. If you're in the east, it's in Glam's Castle. I'm not sure in the north and the west. You can look that up. And the national relays, which are held at Cumbernauld, as always, are on the, I believe, on the 28th of October. So get involved, the 27th of October. So get involved. These are fantastic events. 4K cross country um, for your leg. As a club member, it's great to go along. You When you're out in the course, your teammates, because they really are all watching, supporting, so the atmosphere is brilliant, particularly at the National at Cumbernauld, which I think is a 
fantastic course, a gr- one of my favourite events on the calendar. So, be you a Metro Aberdeen runner or any other club runner listening, get involved, sign up to that. The entries are open now, and uh, you know, come along and support Scottish Athletics in that. Yeah, great pitch there, Tom. Hopefully, we'll get a few uh, a, a good spike in numbers uh, when when the show goes live. So, uh, yeah, a few other races this weekend. We have um, the just looking at the Run ABC website, we have the Octorado 10K in Glen Eagles. Um, not, again, I'm just looking at the fixtures. I don't know if they're open, um, so you have to check that yourselves. We have the Muriston 6K Trail Race. don't know where that is. Oh, I've got a fantastic one here. Kyle's 10 Miles <laughs> in, in Tina Bura, wherever the hell that is. It must be somewhere in Sky or near, near that, that area. Um, so yeah, if, if anyone's doing that and, and does well, please let me know. Uh, I, I would love to do that. Imagine being the Kyle's ten miles champion. Anyway, it's probably going to be not saying I would win it, mind you. Uh, well, so we got we've got the Gosby ten k. Uh, oh, the Great North runs this weekend. I didn't realise it was this weekend. So I'm sure there'll be some Scottish guys going down to that. Uh, Scottish guys and girls going down to that. So good luck to you. If you're running there, and hopefully the, there's a tailwind for you as well. And what else do we have? Obviously, we spoke about the Sterling 10K, the, the Kill Malcolm Half Marathon in Inverclyde. Uh, oh, oh, I think I mentioned the Octorider Half, didn't I? Uh, half Bay Marathon. Oh, God, there's heaps of races. There's Devon Valley Half Marathon in Banff for any of you locals. There's Tom's Cairn 5K. 10k trail racing in Fingen. That's the home of Robbie Simpson. That's where he lives, or that's nice. where he's from. Fingen in Aberdeenshire. So that's this weekend, and I think you can enter in the day. Um, there's the Terry Ultra Marathon as well. I tell you what, like you're right, Tom. There's so many races out there, and I, I, I could probably, you know, I'm not going to guarantee, but a lot of these races will either be full or they'll be very, very almost. You can't enter now because it's too late. So gone are the days where you could. Just go, all right, up. I'm going to do a race this weekend and pitch up. You've, you've got tenter online now. It's not, there's no pen and paper posting your entry anymore. It's all all done electronically, unfortunately. So um, I think that's helped numbers as well, I believe. So yeah. anyway, I'm waffling on again. Um, the only, what, the only other thing I was going to say is I'm away to Amsterdam this weekend. So yeah. Debbie's got uh, the Challenge Almere Triathlon. Um, so this will be her first pro um, long-distance triathlon event. So she's been training hard. Um, obviously, a uh, conf- good confidence booster winning the, the Scottish um, Championships for the half Ironman distance and also getting the Scottish cycling record as well. So I think we'll be looking. I think she, she's, she's definitely in good form, great shape. Um, so I'm going along. I'm actually leaving tomorrow morning, and I'm, Debbie's actually working. But I've taken a, a, an annual annual leave day to make sure that I I get there early. My mum and dad are coming over. Um, what a hero! And, and I, I'm I'm going to be pulling that bloody pink bike box of hers over over Amsterdam, setting the blooming thing up. I don't know. I have no idea how to. Hopefully. I do have an idea how to set the bike up again because it's been dismantled in the pink bike box. But uh, yeah, fingers crossed we we get the we get the bike in, in good working order when I'm across there. Fantastic. And then Debbie arrives on the Friday, so 
and our race is on the Saturday at 7am so I'll be uh, I might post some updates on the TRS it's kind of running related certainly I'll post some updates when she's on her run yeah, that's, give us a run split. So, that's what we want to exactly, hear. Exactly, yeah, exactly. After, so it is an Ironman distance. So it's, uh, oh God, what is it? Two mile swim, uh, 120 mile, is that right? 120 mile cycle. And then it's a marathon at the end of it. So, aye, piece of, piece of yeah. piss. Piece of piss. Yeah, I look on the website actually earlier on and it looks to be a really cool course, you know, around the the lake. Yeah, should, so that'll be really it looks, it looks quite a spectacular setting and hopefully quick as well. Fingers crossed. So, yeah, the last flat um, exactly windier, windier here, but other than that, I'm sure it'll be fine. So, will you yeah, get a long run so, in Amsterdam? Well, she's going to be out for about 10 hours, well, hopefully less than 10 <laughs> hours. But if I say 10 hours, I think I would get a slap. But yeah, I think she's looking at I don't really, she, she hasn't really told me what her. Her main her her goal is, but I think she just wants to have a good strong result um, and see where she comes in, in that. It's, it's definitely it's a pro field she's in. The majority of the pros, if not all of them, other than Debbie, are, are all full time. Um, so so obviously Debbie's got a job. So she's just gonna she's got nothing to lose. Just try her best and and see see what see what she can bring home. I suppose. Very good. So yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll get a long run in on the Saturday, I believe. Hopefully, or I'll do a session, and then uh, there is a night run actually in Amsterdam on the Saturday night. I was thinking of entering, but I've no idea how to enter. Nice. So figure that one out maybe. Do that. What about you, Tom? What are you up to this weekend? This weekend, I'm on. A, I've got quite a quiet weekend. I'm. I've got. Well, I've tied up with work this weekend, so I'll be hanging around fairly close proximity to Aberdeen, getting a long run session in on Saturday. So hopefully that goes well. And and yeah, not not too much actually. I'm quite after quite a busy summer. I'm quite enjoying having a couple of weekends of fairly quietness, chill out at home, get some miles in. With uh, you know, October becomes a little bit busier with with some more races, so not too much. But I will be yeah. I will be sitting on the tracker. We're talking about upcoming races. I'm going to be sitting on two things: looking at the tracker for Challenge Almere, and secondly, following the tracker for the Young Fur Marathon, which. Fat Simpson, Robbie Simpson is going is going back for the to try and reclaim his title. So that'll be very interesting to watch how he gets on. Oh no, I forgot that was on this weekend. Well, good luck, Robbie. I'm sure you'll smash it up, and anyone else who's from from the from Scotland who's going to be heading over there and and kicking some ass in the race. So yeah, it'll be be good. So I'm gonna let, we're gonna wrap this up so you can go and pack that pink bike box. But listeners, as always, please get in touch with us. You can email us on tartrunningshorts at gmail.com. Facebook is turning to be quite a popular way to get in touch with us, so please do at tartrunningshorts on there. And on Twitter, we've got people interacting with us on there, including Chris Jones last week. Thank you, Chris. And that's the handle at tartrunshorts on Twitter. Fantastic. All right, well, that rounds it off, and we will, yeah, see you all next week. And thank you very much for listening, and keep keep boosting the numbers, folks. And as always, just give us any feedback you've got to make the show even better. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye.